Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. If we get any more rain, Maine is going to wash. I'm going to wash away. I'm just going to let the current take me where it leads, baby. You'll see me on an inner tube floating out into the ocean where I will succumb to the elements. <laughs> it's just... I can't keep my chicken. So, I'm a fool. And uh, I, I make decisions very quickly sometimes. And, and the problem is that I get things built and established so quick that uh, there's a lesson in this. That uh, it's, like, very difficult to move afterwards. So, what I'm talking about specifically is my chicken coop. So when I decide to do something, like when I really resolve to do it, it's going to get done. It's going to get done very fast too. So my chicken coop, to give you an idea, because this thing, we had a storm. November, I believe it was, we lost 20 something trees, 22, 23 trees, 23 trees. There's a whole strip of the forest now that's missing because the pines grow to withstand their root system so pine pine trees there there's a lot of pine in uh, Maine especially on our property and pine trees their root systems grow uh, very laterally like left to right you know up down so they don't they don't go down they go left to right you know north south east west right this guy every day I'm getting tailgated on this road well, how many how many episodes now have I had some idiot in a Subaru tailgating me? I'm just gonna start throwing tacks out my window or something, nails. <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy your day. So, so they grow very laterally, horizontally is what I'm trying to say. Like if you've ever seen a pine overturn, you notice they bring up a whole bunch of ground with them. Like we had this pine go down in my parents' yard big one and it the the root system pulled up i mean the the base of the tree where the roots pulled up was like eight feet tall ten feet tall and the scary thing is people have died so get this sometimes they pull up root systems that are 15 feet tall at the base of the tree stick it up out of the ground just huge chunks of dirt and rocks and the problem is is some amateurs try to so when the pine tree comes down you start sawing it up right well some some guy died i think it was back home um he was standing underneath that root system in the hole where the tree used to be and his buddy sawed the pine tree in half well what happened is that tipped the weight different direct differential because the top the whole tree trunk and all the branches itself were holding that root system upright right so when he saw that tree in half, it, it, it messed up the weight differential and switched to the, now the root system is heavier than the top of the tree. And that root system snapped back into place with the, half the tree and it crushed this dude, killed him. Pine trees are wild. But anyway, so um, they're up here, they're used to bracing for north winds, right? Just natural, we're up north, ocean, wind, snow. The problem is these winds came from the due south, right? Like southeast. 
and we had high, we, I mean, the winds were so strong. These trees were bent in half, the pine trees. They're very flexible. But their root system doesn't grow down. It grows side to side, front to back. So we lost, dude, there's, like I said, there's a, there, I, I can look out my kitchen window and see the field. There's a clear path to the field. There was no, it was never like that before. There are 15 trees there. They're all gone. You should see all the logs and timber that came out of it. It's nuts. So um, this chicken coop, all that goes to say, say withstood this. Like didn't move. They, people couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe that chicken coop stayed. So I got a big metal frame. Big, big metal frame. It's probably seven. It's probably eight by eight by fifteen. And I took a very expensive, heavy canvas and I laid it. So I anchored that frame to the ground with some stakes, pounded into the ground, and then I took a big sheet of just canvas tarp, very, very thick canvas tarp, and laid it over the top from one side, one, one 15-foot side over the top to the other 15-foot side. And I anchored that down with boulders. So I took giant boulders out of the woods. I mean, these things are, you know, you got to be pretty darn strong to lift them like my dad <laughs> I love rubbing this in their face there's one of the biggest ones that I moved on my own it took my dad and my little brother to move it that's how big these stones are what's up Jerry little tiny tiny guy you my little brother's a little tiny man little tiny boy my dad's got an excuse because he's 62 but Jerry couldn't lift this stone on his own so just just remember that older brother strength you know what I'm saying but uh <laughs> So this thing did this thing ain't moving. Problem is, is that I put it right next to the well. <laughs> so it's but it, so I put can I put another tarp on the inside on the floor and uh, I anchored it wall to wall front to back. So there's like a, it's like a little uh, it's like a little arc <laughs> right now. So no water's, water's not getting in from the bottom. It's getting in from the sides because I keep the sides open in the winter so, or in the summer so there's airflow through there because it'll smell like death. The problem is, is that we've had sideways torrential rain, like torrential. There's been flooding all over the place. So that coop is wet every single day. I've had to change the pine shavings. I'm, I, I, I went from cleaning it once every 10 days now to once every two. Like I cleaned it again yesterday. I'm going to have to clean it again today. We just can't get a stretch of just three days, just three, without rain. So, <sighs> coop is wet again. So, I, I think I'm going to push broom the water. It's not like a lot of water, but it's enough to like, I don't want my birds in there. The You know, they're never in there. They're in there from eight to five. That's it. You know, while they sleep, while I sleep. But like today, they got out at 5.30 and they boom, right out to the yard and they free range all day. They'll free range until nightfall, which is around eight o'clock. Um, and uh, yeah, this is very, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a frustrating battle with me and this chicken coop in this rain. But, uh, and, and the rain is, is great, I'm happy, but the farm, I mean, it's even becoming detrimental to, to the farmers now guy up the road where I get my raw milk and stuff was telling me, dude, they're so far behind because of this rain. They like, they can't get any work done. I couldn't imagine. 
driving a tractor through a field right now, you'd be just tearing your field up. You'd be absolutely mutilating your field. So usually right around this time, you'll see the tractors out starting to bale hay. I haven't seen a damn one. I think the, I think the neighbors out back, the field behind my house, hit like a fourth of their field one day when we had like two days where it didn't rain. But he stopped because I imagine he was putting divots in his field. So, I don't know. That's the story of the rain. That is the story of the rain. I watched the original Predator last night, the one with Arnold, which Arnold ended up being a liberal sellout homo. So, I'm like conflicted watching him now because I love that movie. He was such a, just a quintessential badass. That is such a masculine movie. Watch the original Predator from 1987 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Quintessential masculinity. It is funny because you're looking at these guys and they all look like men. Like men, men, right? And my wife was like, even like, I kind of read her mind. I'm like, see, these guys look like my wife was enjoying it because I, you know, I'm not insecure. You know, there's some masculine men on the TV. Women. I don't care what women say. Women do not want effeminate men deep down in their soul. They don't want effeminate little girly men. They might date them. They might marry them. But uh, that's why these ladies end up having like alcohol problems and drinking wine and getting cats and all this. Because you, you married a, a, a slightly more masculine woman. You know, that'll get under your skin after a long enough timeline. You know what I mean? So if you watch the original Predator from 1987... These dudes are big. They got mustaches and chiseled jawlines and muscles. And they just look like men. And then you watch you watch today and you look at the movie stars of today. Just men in general today. And it's just a bunch of sissy looking homos. It's just, it's just a bunch of skinny, effeminate, pretty boys that if you put enough makeup and a wig on them, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at 1987 now, and I'm like, oh, they are definitely messing with the water supply. Because you don't see men that look like that anymore. Hardly ever. You don't see hyper-masculine men anymore. Now, when I say chiseled jawline, I don't mean these little cute, triangle, round-faced guys. You know... I'm not talking about your, like, you know, Ryan Goslings and all that. Like, these dudes, like that one dude that I posted a clip of him, he's chewing tobacco on the plane. <laughs> this is just, uh, this is a direct quote from the movie. So, yeah, I'm just quoting a movie right now, okay? And he's like, uh, he's trying to get everybody to eat this chewing tobacco. He's like, ah, bunch of, and nobody will do it. He's like, ah, ah a bunch of slack jaw faggots. He's like, this stuff will turn you into a goddamn Tyrannosaurus, sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> and uh, this dude, if you watch this movie, he's the machine gunner. And he's just this brawlic human. Like his head, he looks like a Rottweiler. You know what I'm saying? Real square head. Handsome guy. Not like ugly big. Like, 
Bro just looks like a man's man. You know, you look at these guys from the 70s and 80s, and I, I saw some uh, uh, ads for Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss suits from like the 50s and 60s and 70s. I think it was 60s and 70s. And these Hugo Boss um, models, yeah, they were, they were quote-unquote pretty guys like nice to look at it sounds so gay for me to say you know what I'm saying like they were they were handsome young gentlemen but they were men you know what I mean they were men you know those deep dark eyes a square square jaw not the little pointy feminine jaw guys got now square jaw real defined like cheeks you know like cheekbones like the bottom of the the, the jowl I guess you would call it. you know just like a square jawline not this angular feminine jawline that these guys got now. They just—it's just a different. You—you you have to wonder why guys don't look like that anymore. What happened? I can tell you what happened. It's what Alex Jones said. What they're putting in the water makes the frogs gay. So they took a hundred. I talked about this before. They took like 50, no, it wasn't 100. It was like 50 male frogs. And they put this co very commonly used pesticide that's used on ever, all of our crops. And it's in our water supply. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Trizidine something, I can't remember. And uh, Alex Jones talked about this. He's like, the water's turning the frogs gay. And everybody's like, oh, Alex Jones out of his mind. And then like five years later, it's like he turns out to be right how he is about everything. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> they give it to these frogs. And like after a couple of years, 48 of them or something crazy all had female genitalia. Like, it literally turned the frogs not only gay, but into women frogs. Female frogs. <laughs> female frogs, more appropriate. They're not women. That's a human. They're, they took them all into female frogs. This is real stuff that's happening. So you got all these boys out here. I feel so bad for boys now. You know, I got into, I got into a pretty heated debate a couple months ago about ADD meds with some, you know, she-boon mom on, on the internet. And you don't understand. My boys came in as well. Well, you're a single mom, first of all. So that's why your, your boys are already at a severe disadvantage. Because you decided to either let some loser ejaculate in you. Or you were so insufferable to be around that he had to get out of the situation. Either way, it's 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 on you as the woman. You picked the mate. You did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You all, that's the women hold the key in that dynamic. Uh, and obviously, with the exception of cases of rape, God forbid, that's terrible. But the women hold the key in the sexual dynamic. You know what I mean? They hold the power. So whoever you chose to let have sex with you, and you know what happens at the very end, at the consummate, at the very, at the at the crescendo, you allowed him to do that in you, and now you're mad at the whole male population because you let some guy you weren't married to, uh, some bum that took you on two dates at a Texas roadhouse, uh, do his thing to you. Now you got kids. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, I feel bad for boys. You know, you got the tap water feminizing everybody. Look at, 
look at how young girls look now and then look at young boys. The young boys are androgynous. You can't, they're feminine looking. And then the young girls are developing at such crazy, crazy rates. Like you'll see this girl on on the internet and you're like, dude, she gotta be 21, 22 years old. You know, just very full featured. And it, she's 15. It's like, that's not normal at all. That's not normal. 15-year-old girls when I was in high school didn't look like that. You know what I'm saying? At all. And it's it's the chemicals. It's all these chemicals. Like Red Dye 40 is about to be... Red Dye, Red Dye 40 is banned in like... I don't know how many countries now. Most developed countries have banned that red dye except for us. It's in the works right now. But the damage is already done. So you got the gay chemicals in the tap water. You got red dye 40. You're pumping these kids full of ADD medication because you got a bunch of lazy, ineffectual parents. You know, these young boys are shipped off to these concrete prisons all day where they're told they need to sit there for eight hours a day and listen to some woman with, with a with a... SSRI addiction yap at them all day long about absolutely nothing that's going to help them long term and then if you don't sit still or you even begin to act like a boy oh we got to pull him on medication he's a little crazy put him on prescription meth because he's being a boy boys are under boys have been under attack in this country now for the better part of like 30 years since I've been alive I can remember I mean, I just, I feel so bad for boys. But the young men, you don't know. So what do we do about it? Stop letting your kids drink tap water. Do not put your kids on unnecessary medications. Make sure that your kids eat real food and not cereal. I I splurged a little bit last night and I watched an old episode of SpongeBob, the band episode, where Squidward has to play the bubble bowl. It's like one of my favorite episodes of any cartoon ever. You know that ding, 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 ding. You know, Plankton comes out playing the keyboard. <laughs> and then, you know, Squidward's all nervous because Squilliam's sitting there thinking he set him up. And SpongeBob comes out, absolutely crushes the vocals. He got, he got uh, Patrick on the drums. <laughs> Mr. Krabs and Mrs. Puff on the air guitar, on the guitars, on the electric guitars. Mrs. Puff plays a solo. <laughs> they absolutely crush it. I'm gonna listen to that song. I'm gonna listen to that song in the gym today. <laughs> I was sitting there last night watching SpongeBob getting in the zone. <laughs> about to walk out of the tunnel of the Rose Bowl, baby. Let's go. But, uh, you know, you, you, I don't even know why I brought that up. You, you just, you got it. Oh, uh, the commercials, the commercials were just like, try this new gummy rope. Try these new gummy pops that are just pure sugar. Okay. Here's fruit loops. Here's frosted flakes that everybody wonders why their kids are fat, diabetic, they got acne at eight years old. You can't tell the difference between the little boys and the little girls anymore. Way past the developmental stages that you should be able to. You wonder why everybody's on eight. All this medication. You're feeding your kids cancer. Slop. 
shit. If you are a parent and you are listening to me right now and your kids are allowed to eat cereal to start their day, shame on you. Shame. You should be ashamed. Yes, shame heaped upon your thick skull to look at the ingredient list of cereal and think that that is part, and they say part of a complete breakfast. Part, they know they're throwing that lingo in there. You know why they say part of a complete breakfast? Because they know it's so nutrient deficient that it can't be the whole breakfast. But parents treat it, here's your cereal, because I got to go because mom's working. Mom's got to go work and get bossed around by some other dude all day long. Yeah, girl boss, let's go. You got your own money, but you don't. You're in crippling debt. And dad's too much of a dork to find a way to make money so that mom doesn't have to go get bossed around by some dude all day long. It's it's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. Damn it. I mean, nuts. Why is my kid sick? Why is my kid allergic to everything? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you you pumped them full of 72 vaccines. And you feed them sugar bombs. Every month you get your kid all hopped up on sugar. And you send him to school. And he's a psycho for the first two hours. And then he's catatonic the rest of the day. Why? Why? Oh, I don't know. Man, y'all got to start. I know many of you that listen to me don't do many of the things I'm talking about right now. But I'm looking at that movie and I'm like, if we had more men that looked like that, 90% of society's problems would be gone. I would love to go back to the 50s. Like, I wish I was an adult in the 50s. That was the golden era. And it's so funny, like, the liberals, what they'll do is like, oh yeah, everybody in the 50s, the husband was secretly gay, the wife had a morphine addiction, two of the kids were trans. It's like, no. No, they weren't. Nuh-uh. No. Everybody, that was the most, one of the most prosperous times in United States history. You don't get that kind of prosperity with a bunch of sexually deviant swine like you do now. You don't get it. That's why our empire is crumbling. No, back then, people God first, country second, worked good jobs, mom stayed at home with the kids, and then the ultra-elite weaponized the CIA and other three-letter government organizations against their populace started pumping the water full of gay chemicals and telling people to feed their kids raw sugar, pure, just pure, not even pure sugar, not even raw sugar, refined sugar all day, every day, and pump them full of ADD medication, prescription meth. So, wake up. Use your noodle, all right? <laughs> That's today's episode. Get it. Let's go. Have a good day. Peace.